the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Pastor John Allworth. Christ didn't simply heal a paralyzed man. He transformed him, both physically and spiritually. Those who are saved understand the very physical and spiritual relationship they have with Jesus Christ. If you know this, want this for someone else or for yourself, keep listening. The Transformative Power of Christ with Pastor John Allworth starts now. Good afternoon, Houston. I hope everyone's being safe out there in this rainy weather. Uh, You know, in the Old Testament, uh, rain is associated with a blessing. So here in Houston, we've been very blessed these last last few weeks. So God is good. Let's let's go to prayer. Father God, we just thank you for all the blessings you've given us in your life, in our lives. We just thank you for your grace and your forgiveness. We thank you for your healing touch. We thank you for the miracles we still see that you perform today. And God, we just ask that you bless and anoint this program. The Holy Spirit be with us today and that these words be yours and not mine and that they touch minds and hearts out there and bring people closer to Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, the name of my message today is, and I'm live here in the studio, as you may or may not be able to tell, but the name of this message is, His Name is Victory. You know, uh, that sounds pretty simple, and you know what? It really is. When we get that down into our bone marrow, down in our very spirit, down in our essence of who we are, that his name is victory, then our lives become truly transformed. Probably the most oft-quoted verse in the Bible is John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Let's go on to 17. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. His name is victory. He sent his son into the world so that we would have the promise of eternal life, so that we would have victory over death. The Apostle Paul writes in 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty-seven. but thanks be to God, he gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul is discussing this victory over death. He cites Isaiah. Death has been swallowed up in victory in Hosea. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? Jesus Christ takes the sting away from death. And as we go through this fallen world, we all lose people that we love. It's just a a fact. But as believers, we know that we'll have a reunion with them one day. We know that uh, one of my great-grandmother's most favorite songs was Shall We Gather by the River, the river of life that Jesus Christ offered to the Samaritan woman at the well. That is the river where we will meet We will meet on the streets of New Jerusalem, the streets of, we often say, paved with gold, but I think there will be something beyond even our imagination. 
I think gold will become silly to us when we when we see our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ when we stand before the throne of God. You know, so uh, Paul continues in First Corinthians, and he continues in verse fifty-eight, and this is something that has truly transformed my life. And that's what, that's what I want you to get today. If you get nothing else out of, if you're listening and you get nothing else, his name is victory. And when you cling on to that, then your life can truly be transformed. The transformative power of Christ is the name of this program. His name is victory. So Paul writes in verse 58, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. This world, this world is transitory. We get so hung up. I see my brothers and sisters on Facebook so upset about this, about that, or about these things that really don't matter to God, and he needs to be your first priority. I don't like it when the Astros lose, but in the overall scheme of things, it's nothing. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that the labor and in the Lord, that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. What a world we would have. What a transformed world we would have if that became all of our priorities. It's to do kingdom-type work, like the work they do over at the Open Door Mission, where they take in homeless and addicted men and introduce them to Jesus Christ. That's the kind of kingdom work that can change this world. So he sent his son so that we would have victory over death. Being a disciple of Jesus Christ means you have victory of peace. In John fourteen twenty seven, Jesus said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. In John sixteen thirty three, Jesus said, In this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. You know, we get so mired down in, in squabbles with our families and, and things at work. We got passed over this promotion, and those things can be disheartening. You know, the neighbor's uh, dog is barking all night, or there are trees extending into our yard, or this guy cut me off in traffic, or all these little things that we use to get upset. Attach your heart to Jesus. He leaves this peace with you. It's a peace that surpasses all understanding. It is wonderful because you know that he's always with you. And that these things in this transitory world, again, that they really they don't matter. When you start to let them go, when you, for example, in your marriage, you know, uh, my wife sometimes calls me her toddler. Because late at night, I've been really transparent here, late at night sometimes I get a little cranky when I've had a long day. But, you know, we have less and less than that as we get deeper and deeper in our walk together, which is such a wonderful thing for a husband and wife to to get deeper and deeper in their walk with Jesus Christ together. You know, the things that we squabble over, the, that we used to squabble over, they're so silly sometimes. They're so meaningless you know, we're called as, as Christian men and as believers to love our wives as Christ loved the church. Christ died for you when you were yet a sinner. Each and every, if you can hear my voice, Jesus Christ died for you, even though he knew all your imperfections. 
all your character defects, all your problems, all your difficulties. He died for you. That's how much he loves his church, how much he loves us, how he overlooks these things. Overlook these things with each other, with people in your family. That's not to say you couldn't, shouldn't teach your kids, correct your kids. But don't do it in anger. Do it in love. Do it through the love of Christ, which is beyond our understanding. But that's what we're, we are to be Christ's ambassadors on earth. We're also to imitate Christ. That's our goal. That's, that's how we're supposed to act. It's not easy. It's not easy. But when you truly recognize that his name is victory, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Philippians 4.13. You can. Did you know that the resurrection power that rose Christ from the grave resides in you when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? When you ask for the baptism of the Holy Spirit and, and, and you have the Holy Ghost in, in your life and you're in encouraging you, leading you, guiding you, giving you discernment, you have that same power, but we don't tap into it. We don't always recognize that his name is victory. We get so distracted, and there are so many things in this fallen world that can distract you. Politics, crime, the, you know, people's opinions about things. Maybe you're upset about the way that his, things in history, and those things are important, but don't let them distract you from what's the real goal of this life and the real essence of life, which is that his name is victory. You know, there the Bible is full of examples of victory. And God just didn't have these particular things put in the Bible by accident. He gave us the story of David versus Goliath. What a wonderful story where David trusted in God, trusted God to let him pick the right five stones and give him the mechanism. Everybody said, you got to wear all this armor. you got to do all this. You're going to get killed by this guy. Can you imagine? But he trusted God. And he defeated Goliath with a stone. There's a story of, of Joshua, the book of Joshua, and taking the Israelites, taking the first victory, the battle of Jericho, where they trusted God and marched around the city and the walls fell down. The story of Gideon in the book of Judges, which is just incredible, where the Gideon soldiers were narrowed down from 32,000 to 300 because God wanted everyone to know that that victory was his. His name is victory. You know, for a lot of my life, I thought I was all that in a bag of chips, and I thought, you know, I was doing all these great things and everything, and the pride built up, and, and God humbled me. But he, you know what? We serve a God of restoration. He also restored me, but there is all glory to God. When I fully surrendered to him, it's not just saying Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, hey, that's wonderful. If you truly accept it in your heart, there's your salvation. That's, that's the most important thing. But he wants more for you. He wants you to claim the victory. His name is victory. He wants to walk with you everywhere you go and to acknowledge him, that you need him, and that he, his guidance can give you a better life. His name is victory. You know, not all the stories of battles in the Bible are about victory. There's a story in 1 Samuel chapter 4 where the people looked to the ark as what was important, the object rather than the presence of God. And they were defeated and the ark was taken. But there's wonderful stories of redemption too. 
These are my kind of, these are my stories. And this is my heart is to reach out into the city of lost people and introduce them to somebody that can help them. And his name is Jesus Christ. We have a pandemic in this country called addiction that's existed for thousands of years. Really, I, I guess almost since man walked out of the Garden of Eden. And there's a vaccine. And his name is Jesus Christ. So we've got a church. It's called New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. We meet Sunday nights in the Heights. We had we didn't have service yesterday, and I we actually had at least one person that didn't get the word show up. And I feel very I've called them, and and I feel very bad about that. But we thought, you know, Happy Fourth of July, by the way. You know, it's Jesus Christ who gives us the freedom in this nation. It's Jesus Christ who. It's God who, who anointed this nation. We were formed one nation under God. And if we can all turn our eyes back to God and start dis- stop just hating on each other, disagreeing with each other, we can fulfill the manifest destiny that God has for this country. And I believe that we will. I believe that we'll get past this time of division. I believe that we'll start listening to each other, to start loving each other as God wants us to do. And that's what we're trying to do in our church, New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. Sunday nights in the Heights. We meet at 6 p.m. at 2.40. We'll be back on July 11th and every Sunday thereafter. We just thought at 6 p.m. on July 4th, people wanted to be with their families and and barbecuing and shooting fireworks and doing you know stuff like that. But in any event, we'll be back on July 11th, and we meet at 2.40 West 18th Street, which is in the heart of the Heights, 77008. We're a new church. We're a church plant. We'd get, come and join us. We've got something exciting going on. I mean, our praise and worship, you can feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, we, we're we small. We all know each other, and, and it's an encouraging church. You're going to be loved if you come into our church. We believe we're a non-denominational, Bible-based, spirit-filled church, but also a recovery church. And you say, well, wait a minute, I'm not, I'm not in recovery. Well, one, you, you know people that need to be or that are in recovery. And number two, the Bible's not only a book about victory, it's a book about recovery. Everyone is recovering from something. The loss of a loved one, depression, anxiety, lost a job, having anger problems, control, you know, control issues. And and yes, addiction, drugs, alcohol, but we're all recovering from something. Our church is there to support one another, to love one another, to encourage one another. We'd love for you to join us. We've got plenty of room to spread out. Releasing church space from uh, the Heights Presbyterian Church. They meet in the mornings, and we meet at 6 p.m. Sunday nights in the Heights. Please join us. We'd love to meet you. We'd love for you to, to come worship with us. We want a, people that want to deepen their walk, people that are new to Christ. I don't care where you've been. God can forgive you for everything. There is victory in his forgiveness. There is victory. His name is victory. So we've got these stories of redemption. We got the story of the prodigal son who came to his senses and went back and expected to be treated like one of his his father's servants. But no, his father, which represents God, is there with open arms and gave him a robe and a ring and and killed the fatted fatted beast. I mean, it, God is so good. There's a thief on the cross where Jesus said, "Today, brother, I'll see you in paradise." God, I don't care where you've been. Or if you've, you're worried about a loved one and all these bad things they've done, there's forgiveness. Moses was a murderer. God will forgive anyone who turns his heart to Jesus Christ, his or her heart. There's stories of victory about perseverance. One of my favorite stories in the Bible is the story of Joseph thrown into a pit, sold into slavery, 
falsely accused by Potiphar's wife, thrown into prison. But Joseph never lost his faith, and there was victory. His name is Victory. and became one of the second most powerful man in Egypt. And, and you know what he did when his brothers came? The same brothers that had thrown him into the pit and sold him. He forgave them. There is victory in forgiveness. There is victory in forgiveness. There is victory in perseverance, just like Joseph. James, the, you know, you say, well, I'm following Jesus, but I, I keep having these setbacks. I keep having these problems. Jesus knew you would. He said, there will always be trials and tribulations in this world. But James chapter 1, verses 2 and 3 considers, count it all joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces patience or perseverance, depending on the, the translation. That perseverance, that faith, that patience. And then it gives you a testimony. Testimonies are powerful things. We use that in our recovery work. When you've walked through something, you become so valuable to someone else who's going through the same thing. When you can tell them, I've been there, I've done that, and there's victory in his name, that is, that is powerful. James chapter 1, verse 12 says, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Hallelujah. What a wonderful thing. What a wonderful thing. You know, one of my favorites, the book of Revelation scares a lot of people, but you know what it is? It's a book of revel. It's a vic- vic- book of ultimate victory. That's what it is. It talks about the triumph. In chapter 12, John writes about the war in heaven and how the great dragon, Satan, was hurled down. He was hurled to the earth and his angels with him. John heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters, who accuses them before our God day and night, has been hurled down. They triumphed or overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. Therefore rejoice, you heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to the earth and the sea, because the devil has gone down to you. He is filled with fury, because he knows that his time is short. You can see that in our world today. I was in a Bible study the other day, and a woman said, it seems like the book of Revelation is coming to life in our very eyes. You can see that today. But the victory is ours. There is power in the name of Jesus. His name is victory. And those Those words that are used, the salvation, is a reference to the great act of rescue and the resulting safety for you as a believer. Kingdom, the rule of grace by God in the lives of those who are experiencing his salvation. Power is a word for authority. This is the same authority that we we see in Matthew 28. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to Jesus. There's power in his name. His name is victory. He's given us the victory of love. <laughs> what a wonderful thing. And talk about being an overcomer and talk about those who didn't live their lives so much as they shrunk from death. Do you know that the way that Jesus Christ changed this earth and everything that we experience? He came in a time and he got 12 ordinary people, which grew. 
but guys that were fishermen, tax collectors, sinners, people like you and me. And he showed them he loved everyone. He accepted everyone that he came. He offered the kingdom of God to everyone he came. He healed people. And he showed them great love. He he gave things like the Sermon on the Mount where he said, love your enemies and turn the other cheek. The world had never heard things like that, and it still hasn't. That's proof that he is from the true God, the God of love. God is named love in the Bible. It was a radical kind of love that he preached, a radical message. It wasn't what they expected. They expected a conqueror, but instead they got the true conqueror, which is love. One of my favorite chapters in the Bible is in that same book of Paul, 1 Corinthians, chapter 13. It's sandwiched in between discussion of of the gifts because love is the heart of the gospel. This love is not natural. It is supernatural. It is this turn the cheek, go the second mile, love your enemies, that kind of love. When the Holy Spirit is in charge of your life, when you really accept his name is victory, that agape love is active. When we quench the Spirit and act on our own, then it's replaced by a lesser self-serving love that we're all guilty of because there have been because we all fall short of the glory of God. You know, I, I read a quote from a man the other day that said, I always loved my life when I got saved. My love for her changed. Gosh, I identify with that so much. Because my wife and I joke that we have two marriages. One is not so great. And then I got saved. And now we have a love that is just, uh, it's transformative. And it's because of Jesus Christ, because he's number one in our lives. You know, Billy Graham told a story once about visiting an orphanage and this couple had hoped to adopt a child, and they were trying to impress the kid, and they told him all about their home and their wealth and all the things they could do for him. And the kid said, uh, you know, he's living in this poor orphanage, you know, barely enough to eat probably. The kid she was wise beyond his years. He said, if you have nothing to offer but a good home, clothes, toys, and all these other things that most kids have, I'd just as soon stay here. And they said, why, why on earth would what do you want besides these things? And he said, I just want someone to love me. That's what we all want. And Jesus loves you more than you can possibly imagine. It's a kind of love that we can only aspire to, but we should aspire to. In that first Corinthians chapter 13, Paul writes, love is patient. Love is kind. Remember that next time you're stressed out, tensed out, want to yell at somebody, yell at your kids, yell at your dog, yell at your wife. Remember that love is patient. Love is kind. Verse 8 tells us love never fails. Prophecies will cease. Tongues will be stilled. Knowledge will pass away. But love never fails. Paul wrote, now these three things remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Jesus gave us the victory of love. Love can conquer all. Love can change this country back to one nation under God. Get rid of this division. Start listening to each other. Start living for God. Start moving this country in the right direction so that we can create a church without spot and wrinkle. Love conquers all. Jesus gave us the victory of love. His name is victory. I want you to claim it. If you know him, That's wonderful. 
but go deeper. Recognize, have it in your spirit that his name is victory. If you don't know Jesus and your life is a mess, then you need him. I need you to pray this simple prayer. Jesus, I want to thank you for coming to earth and dying for my sins. Repeat after me if you don't know Jesus. Jesus, I want to thank you for coming to earth and dying for my sins. I want to thank you for going to the cross to send my sins as far as the east is from the west. I want to thank you for going to the cross and sending my sins as far as the east is from the west. I want to thank you for being resurrected on the third day and giving me the promise of eternal life. I repent of my sins. God, I mean this in your heart. I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that prayer, all of heaven just rejoiced. You got to mean it. You got to mean it in your heart. Your life will change. You can be transformed by the power of a relationship with Jesus Christ. And wherever you are with your walk, you can always walk deeper. Keep striving. Keep striving. Join us at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. 240 West 18th Street, 77008, 6 p.m. on Sunday nights, Sunday nights in the Heights. We love you at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. More importantly, God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Good night and amen.